Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Better never rest. Again, it can What's up, everybody? It is uh, a show. It's about Georgia. It's called The Georgia Show. And we are with you live here on this Sunday night after the bye week. It's game week. We consider it game week. And uh, Georgia, Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I refuse to call it anything else. Um, that's just what it is. And listen, we got a lot to talk about. Before we get into any of it, let's talk about our partners over at GameTime.co. That's GameTime.co. Game time. Listen, download the app while I'm talking right now. It's the best time to do it. This place specializes in last-minute ticket deals. You can get last-minute ticket deals for basically, I mean, I don't want to say anything, um, but you can get ticket deals to concerts, uh, any kind of live event, any kind of uh, festivals are on there. I mean, this place is booming right now. It's one of the fastest-growing apps out there for a reason. It's because they specialize and you being able to get tickets at any point, you want them very last minute, do it. You want them a month ahead of time, do it then. Sporting events, both Jake Roos and I have used it. Uh, we uh, we both have got in, gotten into baseball games with it that way. It works great. And listen, there's a promo code right now. Terms apply here, okay? But GameTime.co, code, promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. It's right over the top of my noggin right now. It's right there on your screen. Go D-A-W-G-S, and you will get $20 off of your first order. Download the app. Mess around in there because it's a lot of fun. And uh, check out GameTime.co, also a web browser as well. Rusty, Jake, Georgia, Florida week. A lot going on. Going to be going down to Jacksonville, which is a love-hate relationship. A little easier when I get the fly. Excited about that. Rusty, th- the game week's finally here. We know a lot about where Georgia – where's Georgia at coming up out of this bye week, do you think? What has been the biggest benefit or biggest uh, biggest development, I guess, during this bye week? I think the biggest thing is you got kids got to go home, man. And I don't think people realize the, the schedule and what's required of these young men. A lot of these young men haven't been to their home since the 4th of July and those three days they got off then. So – those, a lot of those kids are where, you know, Lad McConkie, I saw he got his jersey retired. Um, saw a couple kids out in Texas, you know, and, and going home and those types of things. And you kind of reset yourself. You know what I mean? You kind of reset yourself to get ready for this stretch run and these games. And uh, you you know that um, you, you know that what's what's ahead of you. But I think when players got back today for their meetings, they kind of knew like it's time to it's time to bubble in and, and it's go time. 
Yeah, it's uh, I mean, the second half's here, man. And uh, look, I, I think Georgia had a chance, not only, like you said, for the guys to go home this weekend, but to see some some interesting games over the course of this weekend. Um, you know, uh, Duke and FSU were in a battle up until Riley Leonard's inter, uh, injury. Uh, obviously, Utah comes out and, and pulls it off against uh, USC. So, you know, there's a lot of parity right now in college football. And I guarantee you that's not lost. Missouri right now looking strong and coming down the pipe quick for you as well. So the dogs uh, probably got an eyeful. And uh, I bet when they got back to Athens, they got an earful uh, from, from the uh, coaching staff as well. But, um, you know, I think, like you said, it, just a, a refresher uh, for these guys, an opportunity to kind of get your mind right, blow some steam off and then come back uh, with a renewed sense of purpose. And, you know, Jake, you did the article today uh, over at Dogs HQ. Substantial spread in this game uh, going into this weekend uh, has opened at uh, two scores, right? And so that's uh, not exactly the most common thing. It's become a little more common in the last couple of years, obviously. But, um, you know, that's an interesting line for me, especially with uh, Brock Bowers out for this game and, and George's kind of first tour of duty without him. It was it was a little bit more than I expected. Um, you know, thirteen points. I think another book had it fourteen points. I was thinking maybe eleven. You know, eleven and a half. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, you're you're looking at you know if you if you're going to look at this from the outside in, you got the number one team in the country playing an unranked team now. Um, you know, Georgia it has uh, you know the AP poll, AP and coaches polls come out today. We we'll use the AP poll for example. Um, Tennessee's twenty one. Uh, in the uh, in the coaches in the AP poll, I'm sorry they lost to Florida. So I guess you know Florida's kind of you know shown it has some metal in that regard. Uh, Missouri's 16, uh, Ole Miss is 12. You know, so Georgia does have a nice little stretch there after this game against Florida. But you know, I'm telling you, man, um, you know, I talk about the bye week, you know, for Georgia's players. Um, you know, one of the things we wrote going into the weekend is I talked to a lot of people last weekend. You know, we we've all come. You, become accustomed to talking about tyranny and tyranny and Dawkins and Mike, uh, not, you know, when Michael Williams was out, Devon Bullard, when he was out, um, you know, Lad McConkey there for a while, all those known injuries, right. All of those ones that cause guys to miss full games. Um, there was way more than that. Okay. There was small Munden, you know, battling his way back from a foot injury that honestly, Rusty, did, did we or did we not think that it might be week four or week five before Smiley yeah. came back? Yeah, at some point? yeah. we thought we thought that was like we, we kept hearing like he's playing late in August and practicing. We're like, wait a minute, what? You know, yeah. we thought we thought it'd be UAB before best case scenario right. with, him, with him. And he didn't miss anything. You know, he yeah. played in every single ball game. And and I think you know when you get down to the nitty gritty. They had seven days last week. Starting on Sunday, they had seven days, you know, from, you know, I guess eight if you count from last Sunday to today. They've basically had four and a half to five days off of those past eight days, which is great for the mind. It's great for the body. They'll get back after it, you know, tomorrow with probably a light practice. And then, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday will be what Tuesday and Wednesday are at Georgia. But when you start talking about all the different guys, Smile Munnan included, Jamon Dumas Johnson, Michael Williams, Warren Brinson, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lassiter, who, don't get alarmed, was in a boot last week because they're still trying to get him back closer to full speed and give his, his feet and his ankles some rest. Man, that is so massive. And, I, and those marginal gains, I think, that you get from the bye week, Rusty, I think those are big things, just some wound-licking time. And, uh, you know, Georgia needed it, came at a good time for them. 
then you get extra treatment because you can get treatment and not have to like stress the next day i'm gonna make it or not you get treatment then you get to get treatment again so um listen everybody needed it and i, I think kirby smart mentioned about the uh it's never been a bad time for bye weeks but uh, georgia not just brock bauer's situation they desperately and i mean desperately needed um you know a, a week off to, to kind of a few days off to get these guys done and I don't know. We're, we're kind of watching the game live here. I just like Jalen Carter just ran right through Isaiah Wynn. So that's going to be all over. <laughs> and Isaiah's down. So you really want him to uh, make sure he's okay. But talk about Jalen Carter and disruption and what he is. You know, George doesn't have that right now. And as we talk further into this game, let's talk about, you know, as we get further into the X and O's, you know, I think this Georgia defensive line is going to be key this week. But, you know, we can talk about this by all we want. They needed it. And it's great for everybody. Um, they're going to practice tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be light. <laughs> it's not going to be bloody Tuesday, but they're going to get it. You can bet your butt they're in, in some conditioning, and I think they did conditioning today, and uh, they'll do it. Uh, they'll get some fast-paced uh, stuff getting ready for Tuesday. I, I thought it was interesting, Jake. You mentioned uh, where these where the second half of the schedule looks now. Uh, that's oh, a lot yeah. different. That's a lot different from where uh, things. I I was informed that Georgia had a very easy schedule uh, this season and uh, would, would, had nothing to really challenge them along the way. Uh, I believe that narrative may have shifted quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Entire, I got some, entire off season. Entire off season. Yeah, I got some. You know, I, I'm going to hit on that a little bit more later on in dog stocks. But uh, I mean, it, guys, it, it seems like it does this every year. It really does. It seems like it does it every single year. Like last year, hey, man, if Georgia can get past Oregon, that schedule sets up real nice for them. Then you got to play the number one damn team in the country yeah. uh, comes into your house. And and they handled it. Georgia was 15-0, and 0, obviously. Um, you know, 2021 was kind of the same narrative. You know, get past Clemson, look out. And then, you know, you had some tough ones down the stretch. You had some good teams you had to play and, and, and try and beat there. So it seems like November, just the way it sets up for Georgia every single year, it gets tough around that time of year. And, and listen, that's that's when we know the most about these teams. And I thought Matthew C. had a pretty good comment there just a second ago when he talked about uh, – I fully expect it too. And, and we can talk about it real fast because we're a little bit of a – we're about a week away from it. Um, the committee's not going to rank Georgia number one. It's just not going to do it. Um, I don't know if it'll rank Michigan number one either. It might be Oklahoma. Oklahoma might have the best win if Oklahoma's undefeated at that point. We found out last year, I mean, Georgia was ranked number three when it came out last year, and that was after just a, as an impressive of a win as you possibly could have had over Oregon at that point. Um, but you know, talk about Gus, though. Take it, it, Gus, Gus took uh, Oklahoma to the he wire. Did. Man. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, he, he did, absolutely. And, and you know, honestly, they had every chance to win that game. But um, – Georgia goes four, five, six in that first college football playoff poll. Maybe rankings, maybe it's three. I don't disagree with Matthew C. here. I mean, I know Kirby Kirby loves to talk about no outside motivations, intrinsic motivations. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> He'll <laughs> love that. He'll love that. Please. Yeah. He, he's sitting there going, please put them four. Please put them five. Yeah. 11. Yeah. <laughs> put as far back as you could possibly get us. Yeah, he he's uh he that's the anti-rat poison. You definitely know that you know kind of Kirby is wanting that. Uh just real quick, guys, before we before we finish Georgia, Florida, and we kind of start talking a little bit recruiting, get the dog stocks and everything like that. Rusty, to start this week, 
Um, you know, you and I have talked a lot of ball over the years. And, and one thing I always like to find out from you is you, you typically have something you kind of keep an eye on or something that's on your mm -hmm. mind throughout the whole week regarding the game. What is it for Florida? Just your Monday thought. I, I want to see what we hear from Marius Mims is practicing. You know, they said he was moving around last week. So, so what does that do? Um, you know, is, what do we hear of anything on Xavier Trust? But I think for me, the most important thing is Florida's pretty salty up front now. Their front four is pretty salty. And, um, you know, you want to see if Amarius Mims comes back, you know, from this of where he's at. I think the number one thing that, that I'm watching is what and how much can Lawson Lucky impact this offense? And particularly now, like now we need you, uh, uh, you know, Oscar Delp is a guy there that, um, you know, he's got some, he's got some sample size. You've seen him in big games. Other than that fumble at Auburn, he's been, he's been uh, pretty efficient for Georgia. Maybe not the best blocker yet, but that, that comes with it. So I just don't see what Lawson Lucky can do. I was talking to DJ Shockley, a former Georgia quarterback last night, and we were talking about it. And we all remember that, that buzz off that first scrimmage where he had three touchdowns, you know what I mean? And, um, in fact, I think Georgia lost a tight end commit uh, right after that. It was at that scrimmage. Like, wait a minute. I might know if I'm overrolling here behind this guy. He had three touchdowns in his first scrimmage. So um, you look at Lawson Lucky, and I know how athletic he is with ball skills. And, and, and is he ready? Is he 100% ready to go? They're not necessarily going to line Lawson Lucky up on a defensive end and ask him to maul somebody on a stretch play. But can he give Florida issues and matchups? Because – they don't have a sample size really for him. You know what I mean? So Bobo's got a little bit, Mike Bobo's got a little bit of an advantage of, of knowing what he can do with him and, and people won't know how to, to uh, defend him quite yet. So he's kind of the number one thing I would say one A for me is loss unlucky and one B would be does a marriage men's practice early this week. I'm curious too, going into this week about how Georgia game plans for uh, Ricky Purcell. I think that that's a that's a big question. It may be the best receiver they've faced to this point in the season. Uh, Graham Mertz probably not the most talented quarterback they've seen, but this guy is a difference maker in the passing game. And Georgia's been a little bit susceptible there at, at times. So how do they kind of set this up for that guy? I think that that's a big question uh, headed into this week for sure. You know, going back to that loss and lucky thing. Uh, it's almost like, you know, Bobo's kind of got a little bit of an ace in the hole there, or maybe it's a jack. Who knows? It could be a, could be a, you know, 10, but it feels like a face card a little bit. And uh, he's got one just kind of sitting there waiting. And, you know, it may, it may be a situation where Lawson Lucky only plays seven or eight plays, you know, against uh, Florida. Well, you know, odds are those seven or eight plays, if they've got him doing anything on those plays to, to kind of be involved, like really involved in, uh, you know, the pass game or anything, you can bet it's going to be something tailored specifically to what he does well. And I think that that's, that's a big-time ace in the hole there for Georgia. You know, Rusty, you mentioned Florida's defensive line being salty, being a pretty good defensive line. And, and listen, it has had those glimpses. But lately, they've kind of struggled. Um, mm -hmm. Kentucky really got to them. Um, you know, I'm, th that's an outlier. I don't think Georgia's going to get to him like that. Um, but Kentucky really got to him. Vanderbilt kind of ran the ball against them better than Vanderbilt runs the ball. Um, South Carolina hit some chunk plays, and South Carolina doesn't run the ball very well. I'm interested to see, has Georgia thus far this year, have they sufficiently through seven games 
thrown the ball enough, which they have. They're the they're this first pass heavy Georgia offense since 1994. Have they thrown the ball enough to this point in terms of game plan to set up the run? Because you don't necessarily have to do it within the game. You don't have to come out and throw your first five times to set up a run. What they've done thus far this year might be enough to be like, hey, listen, we've got them kind of softened up here. Let's come out and run the ball on them a little bit and see if we can get it going. Because I think if you can do that, if you can get that established early in that game, man, it could be it could be just absolutely nasty. Uh, Roos, before we move on to recruiting, talk about, so let's talk about bird dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I can tell you everything you need to know about bird dogs. There's nobody on earth who's uh, a better speaker for bird dogs than I am. Uh, best shorts in the market. It's not even close. Uh, and they're comfortable. They're flexible. Uh, they wash out great. I can assure you as somebody who has spilled a million things on my bird dogs uh, over the course of time, beer comes out of them, ketchup and mustard, uh, chili, uh, you name it, bird dogs, uh, it'll come out of it. Um, put a little Dawn dish soap on there, rub that in, spray it with some cold water, you're good to go, man. Um, but you can get over uh, to birddogs.com slash D-A-W-G-S, uh, use our promo code, and uh, or just go over and uh, do dogs uh, when you check out, D-A-W-G-S, and you'll get the uh, Hydro Style Flask Tumbler right now, um, which is uh, pretty cool. We've sold out of all the other uh, giveaways to this point because people love the product, man. They love it, and I get why. Um, I tell people all the time, I would talk about bird dogs on this show, even if they didn't sponsor our show. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, I got the uh, the camo version on. Um, not my best look. Uh, I, I, I'm probably not going to hit the, I'm probably not going to hit the woods this weekend. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm still rocking it. I'm making it look good. Uh, I don't think we're going to pull down a, uh, don't think we're going to pull down an eight pointer this weekend though. Um, so, uh, birddogs.com slash D-A-W-G-S. Get over there, check it out. Um, like I said, they make a great product. I love them. Rusty, a couple of recruiting developments this week, late this week. Um, one, um, you know, might be good for Georgia. One, I don't think it's going to be bad for Georgia, but it's, you know, obviously we'll start with, we'll start with the one that's in the comments. Um, Ellis Robinson visits Miami. Yeah. What are you thinking there? Well, I mean, he went down with his entire team from my understanding, IMG. They all went like as a group, I think that game. And so, you know, you go with your boys, but I know Miami has recruited Ellis Robinson. They had him on official visits this summer. Uh, I had a chance to meet Ellis and his family up in Nashville at the On3 Elite NIL Series. And one night, uh, kids went to a bowling alley, whatever, but the adults had a little reception. And I'm sitting there, we're sitting out on a rooftop in Nashville. That didn't suck. And just having some drinks. And I'm talking to Ellis's dad. I'm like, look, you know, what's this thing wide open or what? And he goes, man, I, Fran Brown, you know, he's that relationship we ha we have with him. He goes, you look at Will Muschamp, you look at Kirby Smart, and those are three DB guys. And he goes, you, where do you think I'm going to send my kid? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, you know, he, he sounded pretty solid to me at that time. Then you see Ellis come out, what, in late June or early July and say, look, he's, he's shutting everything down. He's solid. And, that doesn't mean these kids don't take visits because it's just part of it. But you went down with some teammates from IMG and you know, something, it's uh, something definitely you, we will check into and continue to kind of watch because you never say never in this world, 100%, never. especially in recruiting now. But uh, it, it would take something 
pretty, in my opinion, pretty drastic um, to for Ellis Robinson the fourth not to end up at Georgia. He just has that tighter relationship. And Fran Brown offered him when he was at Rutgers as a freshman. Uh, this kid that played up at Iowa Prep up in New York. So uh, before he went to IMG. So uh, you just look at that relationship. It goes a long, long way. And, uh, you know, if you're Georgia, kind of like your chances with Fran Brown. That was the exact point I was going to make, Rusty, is the, the the length of time that these two have known each other and the trust that's been able to be developed over that course of time is such a key in this one, man. And I mean, look, you got to think, Ellis Robinson was committed on signing day this year, right? I mean, it's been a long time at this point. Now, look, Nykar was committed also for a year and a half, two years almost, or just over yeah. two years, I'm sorry. So yeah. it's like you said, you never say never with these things. But I think Georgia's track record speaks for itself, especially when you're talking about defensive backs, especially in the last few years. Guys like Tyson Campbell are in the league flourishing. You have a guy like Kamari Lassiter who has maintained his status throughout the course of this year and kind of came in as a guy who people were thinking kind of, you know, maybe late first, fringe early second. He's It feels like he's still in that range, in my opinion. It, once he's out the door, man, Ellis Robinson, if I'm Ellis Robinson, and I'm I'm not, I'm I'm – no. I, I'm not I'm even sure. close. I'm not even I hear, close. I hear Ellis Robinson has some camo bird dogs. But if, I, bird dogs. <laughs> but if I am Ellis Robinson, I'm looking at the opportunity. Georgia has brought in a couple of stacked DB classes, no question about it. He's got all the upside in the world and all the talent to come in and be an impact maker from the jump. Man. He can throw himself into that mix early on in a way that very few guys have the opportunity to do in yeah. a room like this. But Ellis Robinson is that kind of talent. He is a special, special uh, prospect at the quarterback position. If he's betting on himself, and it, I certainly believe by every conversation that we've had that he is, um, I think Georgia still makes all the sense in the world uh, for him and to him. You know, one of the things I want to point out here, and there, listen, there are some things about NIL I just don't want to talk about because I don't know about, but I will say this. Ellis Robinson has gotten – when you talk about a guy of that magnitude and the number of teams that have recruited him and recruited him heavily and they've known him, known commodity, it's going to be hard to understand a new number there, okay? Numbers have been thrown at this kid for a good little while now, and that's something that, you know, something that, you know, that's just that's just life. You know, that's that's just how it is for, for prospects like that. He took visits this summer, Alabama, Miami. I think he visited a couple of other places. He got he got a lot of best shots, and I'm not saying somebody's not going to circle back and try to you know create something else that looks better for him. Um, but ultimately, man, he's he's kind of been strong to Georgia, and, and there's obviously a reason why he picked Georgia um, above all those other schools when and, when I'm sure everybody was coming real hard after him. And can we can we let's talk openly about this for a second, okay? Because we don't always address this on this show. Ellis Robinson, I say this on the board a lot. Ellis Robinson ain't coming to Athens just because he thinks the tree that owns itself is neat. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I, like Georgia, Georgia is competitive in all of these markets too. People he he likes the he likes the mellow mushroom in Athens the most, what, I hear. It's what people people seem to think that Georgia's not involved in any of this. That's just not true. That's just not a fact, man. I now the numbers, I don't know, right? And I'm not even saying Ellis Robinson's gay. I, I don't I'm not, I don't know. I'm saying Georgia is as competitive as anybody in the nation in a lot of these regards. And and I firmly believe that. And if I'm wrong, Rusty, Rogue, please correct me. They're competitive. Uh, Georgia's not going to win a bidding war, and that's by choice. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not, you're not, they're not, they're not in, as far as I know, Alabama is not in the, the bidding wars. It doesn't look like Ohio State is into the bidding wars. You know what I mean? Those teams are, uh, you know, there's some schools that can sell development along with NIL, and that's kind of the ones that Georgia's had real good success on. You know what I mean? Some of them, at some point, it's put up or shut up, and, and a lot of those times it, it's just you're just not in the same ballpark, and that's, that is what it is, and it's philosophy. And I hear people say, we well, got you should go all in on one guy. Well, what do you think that would do to a locker room? What yeah. do you think that would do to a locker yeah. room? My, my thing is it's kind of like – you know, okay, well, it's it's easy to play Monopoly money. It really is. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, and listen, we're all just talking about this. But why would you uh, why would you take on that volatility and that kind of, you know, all of that, you know, kind of it, you look at Texas A&M, it hasn't really worked out very well there. They we had just, a lot of guys leave after that. that. We were talking about that before the show started. Yeah. Texas A&M, listen, I, I'm not saying they're the be-all, end-all. There they're are teams that are, are – doing this and using this strategy in a very interesting way. And it may shape it differently. Texas A&M, though, is the case study that we have right now If for doing this. What's it got them? I mean, those kids are super talented. They're going to be high-round draft picks. But at the end of the day, USC, it's, USC. Is, is, Texas, is Texas A&M going to be in the, uh, the college football playoff this year? U- nah. USC, yeah. USC, USC. And you listen, you got to make your own decision on it. You know, if you're in a yeah. situation where you feel like you need to go buy a few guys – then you go do it and you see how it works out. And if, and and then, and then if you, if you're in a situation like Georgia's in, like Alabama's in where you can kind of lean on it and maybe you don't get at, you know, one A and one B, maybe you get one C and, and your first second option, or, or maybe you only get one of those, you know, top three options. You live and die by that. You know, you go supplement via the portal, you you maybe take some of that cash that you you know got in nil and you try to keep a guy around an extra year to kind of buy you some time. You've got different ways to go about it, and everybody's going to kind of go go their own way about it. But um, ultimately, you know, all of us talking about it end up playing with monopoly money when it all comes yeah. you know out, and that's just kind of yeah. how it is. Um, I think one guy we you know we can talk about that was probably you know knowing the law in the state you know it was Williams one area I mean I think you know obviously that was that was something when we found out about it with the state of Missouri was going to be an an issue was was going to be a issue for teams recruiting against them you're seeing it with Ryan Wingo and and everything going on there as well uh Chidera Uzo Deribe all right slides up there to uh the Kansas City area I believe that's where that's at if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken um pays one area visit on Friday, Rusty, what do you, I mean, to me, that at the very least, that says we think it's worth making this trip. Oh, yeah. And that tells you there's still communication going on because they don't waste a Friday to like, hey, we're going to go to Missouri. and Of the bye week. You know, of the bye week, knock on this dude's door. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're, we're still here. Uh, that tells you a couple of things. Um, still communication, still interest. And for Chidera to go up there, that kind of tells you, that, hey, that uh, – at least you know that one is the door is not slammed shut. Now, uh, that Missouri NIL deal, from my understanding, I got to be real careful because I'm, I'm trying to uh, relay what I've heard on this. He can sign the grant and aid with Missouri in September, and he can start getting NIL in state from certain whatever businesses and that type of thing he gets the deals from. That doesn't legally bind him to have to sign with Missouri, though. 
so there's some there's some outs there still so it's kind of a Missouri does have an the state of Missouri has an incredible NIL advantage for them and you see them keeping Luther Burden and uh, you know they got some five stars committed and that's kudos to that legislation in that state uh, because they uh, um, they they did something that's unprecedented and uh, you know and, and kind of protected their home team there with with players in state so uh, I, I mean we'll I yeah, I did some research on that thing the other day, and the the legislators openly came out and said, "We want to keep the best kids in Missouri home." Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah. Was, they, they were on record with it, yeah. and so well, that's that's the problem in the state of Georgia because there's so many transient people that live here. Not everybody's wearing silver britches, you know what I mean? So that that that, that wouldn't fly here. I just it just wouldn't. Yeah, well, also too, I mean, to, to get back to the grant and aid thing. Um, you know, if you've been following recruiting for a while, you understand that uh, it's it's kind of the reverse NIL. I mean, sorry, it's the reverse LOI. It's the reverse letter of intent. Um, this commits the school to the player, but binds the player in no way to attend that school. Um, there have been multiple times over the years where Ro- players Ro- signed, Ro- Ro- yeah, Ro- yeah that, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. There have been times over the years where guys will sign grant and aid to more than one school. You know, yes. they'll get more than one school committed to them. Um, which I think is, Najee. I think Najee Harris did that, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that Najee had signed w- with Grant Aid with Michigan and Alabama, and like maybe one other school, and then just showed up at the campus of his choice after the uh, the Adidas All American game that year. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how that works. And like I said, I mean, is it going to be tough to get him from Missouri? Absolutely. But folks, um, they don't they don't hop on planes, take two hour flights, and uh, I, I mean, you know, what I want to drives out to the suburbs. What I want to see is you would imagine if they have any shot there, they want to get him back from Missouri weekend yes. and say, Hey, here's a team. We're, here, here, here's who you're committed to right here. And we're going to bring you in. We're going to show you what we're going to do to him. So, uh, that, that to me would be, to me would be the, uh, the next phase in that to say, Hey, this is, this is this has got some legs to it, and that might be a night game. We'll learn the uh, game time for that one tomorrow. I I, my game. guess is my guess is they are rooting for that, and yeah. that makes it all the easier to get a young mm. man now. Mm. Yeah, no doubt mm. about it. Mm. All right, let's do some uh, dog stocks. And listen, I'll go first because I've kind of been chopping at the bit for this one. Um, it's about that schedule, and it's about the the last stretch of Georgia's schedule. Stock up on it, but let me tell you something. Everybody, everybody's kind of like saying, well, I heard it was weak. I heard Georgia's schedule was weak. Be careful, okay? Because if you don't navigate that last part of that schedule, the naysayers, the ones that said Georgia had, the, had an easy schedule, the cakewalk, the Georgia haters, the, one that were, the ones that were there and, and were talking about how Georgia didn't look very good against the soft schedule, they're going to end up being proven right. So be careful with that. You hadn't played any of those games yet. You haven't had to win. You've won one ranked game against Kentucky. Knocked them clear out, all right? You knocked them clear out of the box. Now you're going to have three more. You're not going to knock all three of those teams out, I don't think. Some of them have tougher games before. I think Missouri – I can't remember. Missouri plays Tennessee before Georgia plays one of them. I do know that. Um, But be careful with that whole schedule thing because, yeah, stock up on that schedule. It's looking a lot tougher. It's looking a lot more formidable. But if Georgia doesn't navigate it, find a way to go four and one down the stretch, it's it could be in a little bit of trouble. 
you know, it could be a little bit of trouble of, of maybe not getting back to the SEC championship game. And um, right now you're looking at, obviously, you'd love to go 5-0 and and keep that win streak alive. If you can go 4-1, and lose the right one, um, you can play in the SEC championship game and get back to the college football playoff. Um, but but be careful kind of trash talking about your hard, your tough schedule because you haven't played one of those tough games just yet. And uh, ultimately, those folks with doubts about the program could be proven right. Tough. Fair enough, I'd say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with mine, Rusty, if that's cool. Um, I'm going to say um, – Look, I, I don't mean to pile on anybody here. Uh, it's a tough night for Bear Alexander out there in uh, Southern Cal. But that was one of those deals that you heard people talk about a lot in this offseason. And the idea of Georgia not ponying up and not being a part of this. And, you know, what are we doing? How are we matching this? We're losing elite talent. And then you see a guy like that go to a program like that. USC is out of contention, man. Uh, this kid uh, ran into some... Uh, Really, it was uh, some undisciplined issues last night, and and you hate to see that. Uh, like you said, the 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 emotion that the kid showed showed that it really mattered to him. But I will say, stock up on something we talked about earlier in this show, which is how Georgia is kind of handling this nil situation, how they're approaching this, the guys that they're bringing in, and why they're doing it. I said Texas A and M is the test case for this thing, and to this point, how's it gone for them? Not in the way that they had hoped. I can promise you that. So I think that everybody needs to be cautiously optimistic about the way Georgia continues to handle business on that front. Are you losing some talented guys? Perhaps for that reason. I will not argue that with you. But, you know, we had somebody on the board the other day that said Georgia's ice cold on the trail. I can't get with that, man. You just flipped a top 150 prospect from LSU. You are not ice cold. That's not what ice cold programs do. Uh, ice cold would be like Michigan State, for example, right now. Uh, 48-0 to your biggest rival, and you got Hitler up on the video board. So things are not going well in East Lansing. Georgia is going to be just fine. Number one class still. And like I said, the approach is still working for the time being. I'm not saying that uh, it will always be the thing, but I think Kirby Smart's shown a lot of ability to adapt with the times. Stock up on the way Georgia's approaching this, moving into it. And also, too, remember, I said this the other day, too, Sam and Pemba, Damon Wilson, Jordan Hall, three December guys. All right? All three of those guys came on board, really made that defensive haul for you last year. Can Georgia close it out again? I'm not saying that's the case, but you've got to kind of hold your breath until December on these kinds of deals. Rue says, not. "I'm not saying it's the not. I'm not saying it's the case. I'm not not saying it's the case. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, everybody always have an out, man. Always have an or out. Or what it yeah. will be, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my stock up, and just, I don't know what's gotten into me, man. But I think it's like two out of the last three weeks. I went with baseball, which is crazy. But stock up, man. Wes Johnson and his his staff at, at Georgia because they landed." Uh, one of the premier high school baseball players in the country this afternoon from Kell High School, a young man named Bryce Clavon, who is the quarterback at Kell. I did his game Friday night. Uh, that's the second game I've done of his this year. Uh, he played in a quirky Kell after about a week of practice. He left there that night. He flew to Phoenix the next day, played in the Under Armour All-American game, left there, went to San Diego for like a week tried out for team usa 
made Team USA. Then he went to Taiwan and uh, represented the 18 and under USA baseball team in the World Classic. Got done there, flew back home, was doing school online, got right back into football practice. I think he's three weeks back now uh, in football and just tearing it up. But uh, he commits to 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 Georgia today over really Clemson and Texas in this deal. And uh, he was committed to Oklahoma at baseball at one time. And a lot of people think this, you know, this could be Kyler Murray. Uh, I, you know, he 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 wants to play baseball, but he he had he football. It's something he loves, so he's doing it in high school. I asked him Friday night. I said, hey, you going to try this thing? And he said, I don't know. I mean, it might be an option to try. So it's very hard to do that. And if Georgia can survive the draft with him, uh, Bryce Clavon in the baseball uh, program today got an unbelievable player. I mean, the ball jumps off this kid's bat. He's fast. Uh, I don't like to compare him to people, but, like, man, he, he's got some – some kind of like Bryce Young, Kyler Murray tendencies to him, the way he can throw a football is crazy. So, um, you know, I don't think Kirby Smart would tell him, don't ever come over here. It is hard to do. Let me make that real clear. It is hard to do that uh, because he's such a high-level baseball player, and you got to survive this draft, too, with him. So, But regardless, Georgia baseball kind of on a roll and got one of the one of the top premier players in America today committed, young man, that if he plays in Athens um, – spring season and in that baseball place well they'll know who Bryce Clavon is really quick Wes Johnson's got it rolling man he's recruiting really well over there oh, and man. uh uh Palmer's our guy on that Palmer will be following that um for you programming note this week me and Roos will be back with you tomorrow night bark after dark we're gonna have Charles Power on the uh, on three uh you know tomorrow night director of scouting yeah we're gonna oh, have Charles on uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask him why he hates Georgia so much because that's kind of the stuff we ask on uh, on Bark After Dark um, he obviously does not hate Georgia at all um, but no we're gonna talk about his ranking process how he got started worst hotel he's ever stayed at um, you know awesome. uh, if he's ever almost died from eating gas station sushi we'll we'll, 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 we'll get we'll cover all our bases we promise. So we're going to talk to Charles Power tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night at 9 p.m., Monday night at 9 p.m. Come check with us live. Uh, we'll be back with you uh, with the second Georgia show this week on at 8.30 on Wednesday um, to be determined who's going to be on that show. Um, I think I'll be around, um, you know, but I'm not sure if these other two rap scallions will be. And then uh, we will have a pregame show for you um, uh, on Saturday morning. Very first thing Saturday morning, there will be a pregame show for you for the Georgia-Florida game. Um, yeah, better not hope, be late. Yeah, I hope not I feel late. okay. Yeah, I better not I, be late. Yeah, better not be late. Okay. Yeah, but uh, we're excited, man. We're excited for this stretch run. We're excited you all are with us, and uh, we will catch up with you guys tomorrow night for Bark After Dark. And if you're not a Bark After Dark person, the Georgia show on Wednesday. Y'all take it easy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.